Hey, 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 friend, and welcome to the podcast. We are continuing our daily reading of the book of Acts. And so for today, January 25th, we are jumping in to Acts chapter 25. Let's go. So to recap what's going on, Paul brought the news of his third journey to the elders of the Jerusalem church, who rejoiced at his ministry. But Paul's presence soon stirred up the Jews who persuaded the Romans to arrest him. A plot to kill Paul was uncovered. So Paul, a Roman citizen, was taken by night to Antipatris and then transferred to the provincial prison in Caesarea. Paul remained in prison for two years where Governor Felix kept him prison but didn't decide his fate. So now, a new governor has succeeded, and his name is Festus. And this is where we're jumping in today. Chapter 25. Three days after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take over his new responsibilities, he left for Jerusalem, where the leading priests and other Jewish leaders met with him and made their accusations against Paul. They asked Festus as a favor to transfer Paul to Jerusalem, planning to ambush and kill him on the way. But Festus replied that Paul was at Caesarea and he himself would be returning there soon. So he said, Those of you in your authority can return with me. If Paul has done anything wrong, you can make your accusations. About eight or ten days later, Festus returned to Caesarea, and on the following day, he took his seat in court and ordered that Paul be brought in. When Paul arrived, the Jewish leaders from Jerusalem gathered around and made many serious accusations they couldn't prove. Paul denied the charges. I am not guilty of any crime against the Jewish laws or the temple or the Roman government he said. Then Festus, wanting to please the Jews, asked him, Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there? Paul replied, No, this is the official Roman court, so I ought to be tried here. You know very well I am not guilty of harming the Jews. If I have done something worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if I'm innocent, No one has a right to turn me over to these men to kill me. I appeal to Caesar. Festus conferred with his advisors and then replied, Very well. You have appealed to Caesar, and to Caesar you will go. A few days later, King Agrippa arrived with his sister Bernice to pay their respects to Festus. During their stay of several days, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. There is a prisoner here he told him, whose case was left for me by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the leading priests and Jewish elders pressed charges against him and asked me to condemn him. I pointed out to them that Roman law does not convict people without a trial. They must be given an opportunity to confront their accusers and defend themselves. When his accusers came here for the trial, I didn't delay. I called the case and the very next day an ordered Paul brought in. But the accusations made against him weren't any of the crimes I expected. Instead, it was something about their religion and a dead man named Jesus who Paul insists is alive. 
was at a loss to know how to investigate these things. So I asked him whether he would be willing to stand trial on these charges in Jerusalem. But Paul appealed to have his case decided by the emperor. So I ordered that he be held in custody until I arranged to send him to Caesar. I'd like to hear the man myself, Agrippa said. And Festus replied, you will, tomorrow. So the next day, Agrippa and Bernice arrived at the auditorium with great pomp, accompanied by military officers and prominent men of the city. Festus ordered that Paul be brought in, and Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are here, this is the man whose death is demanded by all the Jews, both here and in Jerusalem. But in my opinion, he has done nothing deserving death. However, since he appealed his case to the emperor, I have decided to send him to Rome. But what shall I write the emperor? For there is no clear charge against him. So I have brought him before all of you, and especially you, King Agrippa, so that after we examine him, I might have something to write. For it makes no sense to send a prisoner to the emperor without specifying the charges against him. Life Application and Commentary We read about the Jewish leaders who traveled to follow Paul for trial, to accuse him before the Roman government. Although two years had passed, the Jewish leaders still were looking for a way to kill Paul. They told Festus about Paul and tried to convince him to hold the trial in Jerusalem so again they could prepare an ambush. But God and Paul thwarted their schemes again. Paul knew that he was innocent of the charges against him and could appeal to Caesar's judgment. He knew his rights as a Roman citizen and as an innocent person. Paul had met his responsibilities as a Roman, so he had the opportunity to claim Rome's protection. Every Roman citizen had the right to appeal to Caesar. They didn't mean that Caesar himself would hear the case, but that the citizen's case would be tried by the highest courts in the empire. Festus saw Paul's appeal as a way to send him out of the country and thus pacify the Jews. Paul wanted to go to Rome to preach the good news, and he knew that his appeal would give him the opportunity to go to Rome as a prisoner, and that would be better than not to go there at all. Now, while Paul is in prison, it doesn't stop him from making the most of his situation. Military officers and prominent city leaders met in the auditorium with Agrippa to hear his case. But Paul saw this as a new audience and yet another opportunity to present the good news. Rather than complaining about our present situation, we can learn from Paul and look for ways to use every opportunity to serve God and share him with others. Our problems just might be opportunities in disguise. Thanks for joining in. I'll meet you here tomorrow for Acts chapter 26. God bless.